0: Hey everybody, welcome to Bearcat Insider. It is Thursday, February 11th, and we are at home. We're there's
1: eight inches of snow on the ground somewhere. As lo- somewhere. <laughs> yeah. As I'm looking out the window, there's eight inches of snow. Now, I already
0: it's- I already took one phone call <laughs> on uh, why in the world are we not in school and why are we not having basketball? We have a playoff game coming, yeah. you know all this, and uh, I I did respond in the very professional way that I always respond <laughs> yes. to everything. And uh, I told them, I said, you know, what time do you think the school day starts? They said, well, 7.55 when the bell rings. I said, no, I'm at that gym at 5.45. Kids are getting there around 6. Buses are already running. Uh, the The North Shore has to wake up because, mm-hmm. you know, the of everything. And I said, you have to make a weather call for Pilot Point ISD. Almost the night before, um, and judging by what the forecasts were saying, I think you made the correct call. Well, <laughs> so here to but then you couple in yeah. it hit
2: just south. I mean, we just yeah. missed it. Yeah,
0: and but the, couple in the um, the number of cases is yeah. is on the rise. And I think that's what it's a it's a two for one.
1: It is, and I think that's kind of what got, you know. The letter that I put out there on the website said. Point blank. You know, we've got a COVID issue. I feel like we've got an inclement weather coming in. Uh, we're just going to call this sucker for a couple days. Five days in COVID is a big deal. Yeah. And the reason why is is because if you're a close contact with somebody, uh, you've got, if you don't get it within five days, there's a 96% chance you won't get it. And so the thinking was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're out. Yeah. Come back Tuesday. The other thing, too, is that what a lot of people don't know, and I I know they get the calls and see the letters and everything, but I don't know if they have a tally sheet at the house. Uh, We've had 30 positive cases in the last 10 days. And so we've got about 47 kids at the middle school right now in quarantine. uh, I have one of them. I have one of them as well. (laughs) And so we wiped out the 8th grade and 7th grade boys basketball team in one night. Uh, And uh, we've got quite a few kids at the high school in quarantine as well. So it's coupled with all of that, with the possibility of inclement weather. Going out two days gives us five. Just thought, let's just do it. Pull the trigger and let's see what happens. Because uh, you know the one thing, what we've learned is just about every time that when we do shut down or try to have a little extended break, it does bounce back. And so we're trying to trying to get this slowed down a little bit. So. Yes, it was. Uh, we were trying to kill two birds with one stone. Everything we were seeing about weather was not looking good. Of course, you know, we you'd go to Channel Four, you'd go look at weather.com, everything, and I don't think any of it panned out like a lot of them were thought thinking it would. But uh, it was a two-for-one deal.
0: Well, and like Chance said, is 30 minutes south of us, it's a completely different weather situation. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the Texas weather, it's hard to predict, but you have to always err on the side of caution. You do. Um,
1: and there, to me, there was no reason to really push it, being that we could go remote and everything would yeah. be fine. Uh, and, you know, I, I, a lot of people, it's what you said, a lot of people understand is, yeah, the doors, classes start going at 755, but we were running a long time before then. And yeah. we've, got to, we've got to go way out to the lake, the other side of the lake, cross lots of bridges, lots of kids on those buses. You know, sometimes you just kind of just pull the trigger to play it safe. And it's kind of the thought process. We've got COVID going on. God only knows what the weather's going to do. Let's just let's just go a couple of days in-house here and, and just see see what happens, see if we can slow it down a little bit.
0: Well, and now all that was secondary to why we were actually going to sit down and talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Um,
2: Real oh, quick, yeah, we yeah, dove right in. into weather. Yeah. Um, Maybe if people are listening for the first time, we should introduce ourselves and say who we are, like we normally do. We were just so excited about the weather.
0: All right. Well, I'm so, assistant coach Travis Marsh.
2: Everybody's favorite assistant. I'm coach.
0: sitting with Pilot Point's favorite son, Chance Kirby.
2: Chance the Realtor.
0: And uh, we're here with the <laughs> with the uh, Bearcat King, Todd Souther. Yes. Uh, also, word on the street, Todd Exotic. Um, I actually watched the series. It's awesome, isn't it? It is hysterical. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's good. Did uh, you see that Pilot Point? high school photo in there the yes flash, just for a second i had
1: i had not seen it i finally watched it the other
2: day so
0: for those of you that are not totally hip to pop culture we were referencing joe exotic who is a pilot point graduate and then there's the netflix series the tiger king mm-hmm. uh, and so we're here with the bearcat king and we're going to talk realignment now initially whenever this was broached with chance
2: i was really excited i don't while we're talking already snapshot day and possibility of who's going to be in our district a year in advance. Hey, I'm, I'm game. You call me and say, let's have a podcast about it, I'm, I'm ready to go. And then
0: we're even getting the soup involved. This is great. That's right. I'm
2: like, wow, he's he's already wanting to talk about it. Go but,
0: sports. Yeah, but, but the the, wor- <laughs> the wor- chances world came crashing down whenever Quickly. he realizes that this is all based of an email that we received, a district-wide email this week, uh, with a long-running kind of long-term plan for yep. the realignment of our district and kind of how we're going to, uh, I guess, house the students. Would yep. that be the thing? Yep. So, uh, Ms. Souther, the floor is yours. Let's talk realignment.
1: I guess we can go do it by kind of building would probably be the easiest okay. way to explain uh, it to everybody. So the element, the current elementary school next year will be become uh, basically the early childhood center, and that will be pre k Okay. Right? One of the things that we're going to do differently next year is we are going to offer free pre- pre-k for all okay uh our goal is twofold is one uh, we feel like when you get those kids in there any kid but we, we need to get kids in there early and start working with them. And if we open it up to everybody and it's free, we feel like in the end we're going to be ahead with those kids' academics.
0: So I'm assuming that will be full day. Be full day. Uh, curriculum-based, not, yes. not daycare. It ain't daycare. It is it is it a is true critical. blue curriculum-based yes. pre-K.
1: Yes. Okay. And then we will uh, – and, and I hope, too, is is Travis – That's that's something that a lot of districts are doing around here and i do think we're losing some kids because of that and Um, so i I think we need to make a move there uh to get those kids in and so miss trip matter will be the principal there she'll still be there okay uh and then also part of that building we're going to make into an administrative wing we are literally on top of one another in the administration building right now it gets cramped it it gets it's unbelievably bad and so you know when you drive by it you don't realize it but we have 10 people working in one half of that building. Right. And so we are on top of one another. So we're going to take a wing of that building, and that will become the administration offices. Long term, realistically, and of course this is probably a few years down the road, I really think that that building in general will probably become just an entire administration office because of its location. Uh, You know, we put a whole lot more kids in there. There is is no parking. There is hard-running folks through there. It is cramped and tight. So... Kind of long term, we think that's probably where that building's going to end up being anyway um,
0: now with I'm sorry to interrupt no go ahead if the admin moves to the elementary, mm-hmm. what will go I mean we still need the meeting room for school board meetings and yes. then I know whenever I was there the other yes. day. It looked like there was another – a, it's a multifunction meeting room. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. you'll still have that. So is that just going to turn into kind of a, a meeting place?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it, that, is, that is where we'll have our board meetings, yes. We're going to okay. go in that wing and we're going to remodel some stuff. We're going to knock out a few walls, make a bigger board room is what we need. Because one of the things that when we – before COVID, we would bring kids in and their parents in and, you know, sure. recognize different kids and stuff. And it was wall-to-wall, everyone cramped. It was – it was – it was pretty bad to be honest with you because you just couldn't get everybody in there and so uh, we're going to knock out a couple walls and make one big uh, board room in, in that, that uh, wing there and okay. then we'll house the rest of the administrative team in there as well so that's what that building will
2: be okay yeah. what does that do for numbers and that's probably something you can't Answer exactly, but are, is that reducing the number of kids at that campus?
1: Yeah, I think so. When you're going pre I think probably realistically we will have probably in a neighborhood of about 150 kids. That's what we're hoping. We think we'll probably have somewhere around 100 kindergartners, roughly, because that's about what our class sizes are. And then if we can get about 50 to 60 kids, uh, pre Kers in there. So that's what I'm thinking probably that will end up being. That and, will and, and we alleviate will, some of the traffic issues. It will alleviate there. some of the traffic issues, and we still have enough room there. There's still going to be uh, probably, I think we counted up about five or six rooms still empty in that building. No. So there's still room to expand there if we need to. Okay. Uh, the intermediate school will be Pilot Point Elementary. It will go grades one through five. Okay. okay? That building actually has the capacity to hold about 800 kids in it. Yep. Okay, So we will still have plenty of room to grow there. Uh, we felt like one of the things that, you know, I, I always hated when I was high school principal that when I would, I'd have those eighth graders come up to freshmen, uh, they were going to hit me on three tests and I had no clue who these kids were. I didn't know their backstories. I didn't know their histories. And, and so I always felt like I was a little bit behind the eight ball with them. Okay. And even though we ended up doing pretty well, I still just, I didn't like that, and so the thought process behind this is to have the first and second grade there, okay? Teachers are already getting to know them, they're already working with specialists, they're all housed under the same person, the same people, everybody knows them, and they don't take a test on us till the third grade. So we've got a couple years to really get to know those kids really well. And it's not a knock on the elementary currently what they're doing. It just it helps with communication. It helps sure. with planning. It's all it's better a, to be under one it, roof. It's, it's just easier to be under one roof. And so, the scores historically at the intermediate school have not been been good. I mean, you go back for years and years and years, and their scores have been been pretty rough. We've gone through many many principals. We've gone through many many teachers. Okay, so at some point you kind of got to look at to me, how's this thing set up? Is yeah. this what the issue is? You know, kind of a. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, it just kind of, it's kind of those deals where, okay, we've we've gone through four or five principles in the years that things have been there. Not one of them, has, as far as really just said, all of a sudden, boom, huge improvement in scores. Okay. And so we're just kind of thinking, you know, uh, maybe we just need to make this move here and see what this does. And I do think it's going to help.
0: Well, know? the the most dangerous words are well. That's the way we've always done it. Right. Because if unless we're on top of everything and we're maxing out and we're winning championships or we're knocking the tests out of the park. Right. Something has to change. Something has to and change. If you're not changing it then, right. you know, you're just gonna keep getting the same possibly the same right. result. But at least if you change it, at least you know that you've exhausted all of the options.
1: The last time that we had a star test, which is now what, two years ago, I guess, uh, when they came back, seven out of ten of the tests in that campus were below state average. Yeah. And that, and that's historically since I've been here for seven years, that historically been an issue that you would have sixty to seventy five percent of the star tests that those kids take were below state average, and I just think it's a it's an alignment issue. I think that's one of the issues, and so we go in there and try to get those kids uh, early and quick and under the same roof. I think it'll help out. So
0: and when you say alignment issue, I think it's. Uh it's something that the, the general public needs to know. Alignment is going to be considered vertical alignment of curriculums from grade to grade. Correct. That where first grade starts and where it ends is where second grade picks up, or possibly there's an overlap. Right. Um, and whenever you're changing campuses from elementary to intermediate, sometimes vertical alignment gets lost just because of communication it gaps. It
1: does it does i mean it just it just to me would just run smoother and easier yeah if you've got everybody housed where in one spot so uh we will be moving the sixth graders out of there uh and we will be putting them over to the middle school and that is one of the first things that i heard that when i became superintendent we had a meeting of our teachers our teacher's voice and that's one of the first things that came up was todd can we get the sixth graders out of here because I don't really think it's it's age appropriate those yeah. kids are changing big time. They, they don't look like the rest of them. Yeah. And really, we need to get them out of there and more into a secondary setting, which is where they need to be. They don't need to be in an elementary school setting. And so those sixth graders will go to the middle school. That will be sixth through eighth there. Right. And then, of course, the high school will stay the same.
0: Well, in you know, of course, in Pilot Point, we all know that there's a, uh, there's a huge love of tradition in pilot point. Mm-hmm. Um and this is very close to the alignment that I grew up in. In Chance grew up in where the No. No, uh, don't throw me in. No. Cuz you went what'd you get? Did you go elementary G sales? Oh, I went kindergarten through 8th grade at G. Okay. And then I went to high school at All sales. right. So, well, the elementary? I I'm it old. was K through 5 at the elementary. Yes. It was 6 through 8 at the G school and then 9 through 12 at uh, it sells speaking
2: of not age appropriate I remember like in kindergarten my kindergarten teacher's son was considerably older than me and when we would walk through the halls like to go to the gym I would see him in like 7th or 8th grade walking the halls in the junior hall we'd wave at each other but yeah it was
0: and so, it, and, and I agree, after being in that setting of six through eight in one spot, it was nice to go ahead and get in that routine of changing classes with the bell it and, is. and having they... to figure out that at the G school, that, that hallway that was in between the two halls, the first time I went through, I had no idea it was the girls' bathroom. So I ran through there quickly, and I was like, yep. holy crap, what happened? Yep. Um, and you know, it, it was good to learn all those lessons as a sixth grader, because then that, that Gosh, this is going to be very corona-ish. It lessened the the learning curve. We we reduced the curve of learning of being a seventh and eighth grader because I learned all those lessons as a sixth grader. Well, um, I mean
1: this this starts matching up more what a traditional setup is for schools. Yeah. You know, traditionally middle schools are six through eight, yeah. and so you know, and it's one of the things is I think with what Darla Wooten has trouble with sometimes is you want to try to start treating those sixth graders as sixth graders and moving them around and everything, but at the same time you've got all these elementary school kids on your campus and it's like you're trying to run two different schedules. It's just a pain in the neck. And so uh, so that's, I don't know, I, I just think it's the best move. The other thing that helps us with it is, too, is like, for example, when we share folks, okay, so let's take the band, for example, The you know, Mr. Bauckham, Ms. Cobb, Mr. Conn, those guys, Rather now going run around to three campuses they are running to two campuses, so that kind of helps there. Yeah. Um, we're trying to get a situation to where, with this realignment, dealing with looking at our staff, uh, you know, we've got our music teacher going from the elementary to the intermediate school back and forth. So we're trying to get everybody separated out to where they have their own house and they stay there. Rather, yeah. than, we're trying to minimize sharing as much as possible. Is what focusing we're focusing on do. efficiency. Focusing very hard on efficiency. And what this move is going to allow us to do is, as a district, it's going to allow us to save right at about $400,000, okay? That should make everyone happy. That should make everybody happy. And then what hopefully will make everybody even happier is we're going to try to turn around and give some raises to some folks who really need it. Uh, we've got you know, some of our aides, Chance, like we've got some aides that don't even break $16,000 a year. And these guys come in, and they work like dogs. They're great with the kids. Uh, we need to keep those folks around because they're in a vital part to running a school district, and so
0: especially a daycare,
1: especially a daycare. Just, throw, throw, just throw that out <laughs> yeah. there. I, so, I,
0: I, I know, uh, I know someone. Yeah. Yes, um, you do. Uh,
1: so <laughs> we're we're uh, we're going to look at that, and so we're going to we're going to focus hard on our aides, and we're going to also focus hard on our office folks, our secretaries and receptions, those sorts of th- folks. The one thing that we're worried about is right now the legislatures meet down in Austin. And you know, and they're talking a billion dollar shortage and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of makes you a little bit nervous about what they're going to do as far as our funding goes. If, um, if they come through and everything's fine, all right, we can go do what we want to do. If they don't and end up cutting us, well, we've already taken the moves that we need to make in order to sustain a hit.
2: They, if I'm understanding what you just said, and you do all of this, if they cut us four hundred thousand dollars, then we're fine because we just save four hundred thousand right. dollars. Right. So it's it's a it's a move of flexibility is what it is.
1: Is we can we can we can move left or right as we need to. So and what I've pretty much told everybody is we probably probably all won't shake out as far as the money goes until probably July. In all honesty, um, but we are setting ourselves up to be very flexible over the course of the next few months and and hopefully I hope it works out I hope it works out to where we can give and it will be for some of these folks significant raises yeah Uh, I I hope it will work out and our funding holds up uh, with the state so we can do that
0: now this is what I have written down in my notes here of positives of of this realignment Mm -hmm. all right Uh, curriculum alignment between campuses and grades right uh, it's going to make it easier on the shared personnel between campuses yep saves money on payroll with increased efficiency and also through natural attrition correct and that's the one thing is i don't see we normally run
1: about and it's and it's not good, but we normally run about probably a twenty five to thirty percent turnover rate yeah. And so as people resign or retire, or whatever, we're just going to probably absorb that position yeah. and look to see how we can shuffle it around. And we, we do have a master plan. Uh, we've been working on that and, and, uh, and and see how we can move things around and absorb that position, still cover things like we need to.
0: And so through the natural attrition, it doesn't look like it's uh, you know buzzwords in education. It, there's no riff. There's no nothing where it's all of a sudden there, the the administration mafia is coming through to correct. try to, to hand out pink slips. There
1: could be the possibility of a few aides. As far as teachers, I don't see that happening at sure. all. There may be a few aides, but, again, the deal is you're going to have some aides probably resign. Right. And those folks that are sitting out there, that we may just work them in, and, and we're fine. So well, that's like, a little bit up in the air. But, no, I don't see a – there's not going to be a mass layoff, everybody getting no, – no, that's not happening yeah, at you, all. You
0: have the, the wonderful stories like Andy Clark, who was in an office Correct. position, and then she got certified, and she has been a, a rock star really in teacher. the classroom. Yes. Uh, and that would open up an office position that Correct. now could be – Correct. Just hey, she, she yes. promoted out and we just don't feel yep. it. Yep. And so that exactly that's right. that's natural attrition to, yep. to those that might not understand. And then also increased flexibility on money and personnel. Right. Um well is there any Well, to one other thing I, I was have, gonna mention okay. as
1: far as the middle school goes, uh we will be offering all C T E courses to the seventh and eighth graders next year. And so what that is gonna allow us to do that will allow us to get about another two hundred fifty thousand dollars in additional funds because of that. So we, we, I mean, we've been looking at money hard. Now, so.
0: with those CTE courses, uh-huh. the the influx of money comes from uh, federal funding that's granted to CTE courses, correct? And that
1: I don't know if it's federal may be state upper level, upper level, upper yes, level funding yes. that
0: comes from offering these CTE courses right. and. Um, are those going to be kind of how we started offering Spanish 1 to 8th graders in pre-algebra? And yes. Stuff? Is that going to be a high school transcript type thing?
1: It. What it will Not necessarily. It, it will be, though, maybe. It just kind of depends on what the course is. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what it will do, it will allow us to get some of those fundamental basic classes out of the way down at that level. Sure. To where it will open up stuff for Blake and Sarah Beth and Stacy to teach up at the high school. Yeah. And so it's a win-win because, again, it gets us more funding. And then also it will hopefully turn around and give us a little bit more opportunity to offer different classes up there. So.
0: Well, having taught BIM 1, right. uh, you know, last year, that, that is not a high school reserved course. That's basically a computer's basics. Yeah, and you that can would teach be, that at the middle school. That would be great for yes. the middle school because that's one more year that they have to put the things that they right. learn into practice with, with everything that we And use. see,
1: and that is, that's something, Travis, that changed here the last few years. I, I used to teach BIM at the middle school, but and you can do it, but you didn't get the funding for it as you would at, at a high school level. They've changed that up to where now you can go down as low as a seventh grade teach a class like Bim, and still get the funding for it. And so it's just it's it's just it's just the opportunity for us to get more money, and the opportunity for us to get our kids prepared for those type, sorts of things. And so it's just it's a move that needs to be made.
0: Well, anytime that we're adding funding, and it's it's not. It's coming, good for kids. Yeah, it's not coming it's anywhere but kids. from what we offer. Right. Uh, there's some right. Gr- grant or whatever. However, right. the funding gets there. Right. Uh, that's a that's a good deal because it it's
2: perfect timing and typical as far as in my personal finance world. When you find a way to save money, then the world works its way out where you didn't save it. So probably <laughs> we will save all this money, <laughs> and then true. the government will and, cut and the funding exactly funding. about the same amount Our, that you yes, worked hard to save. Yes,
1: or have five buses blow up at hundred thousand yeah. dollars each. You know, <laughs> awesome. I mean that's that's I mean thats You're right. It it never fails. The minute you try to save somewhere, something else blows up. So you're right. But again, you know, uh, at least we'll have the money there.
2: It's true. It's better than not
1: saving it and then it it hits doubly as hard. Yeah. So uh, the other thing, too, is we'll be adding an SRO uh, next year as well. We'll have an SRO stationed at uh, the now intermediate will be elementary. So will that put us
0: up to three total? Yes, it will. Okay, there'll be
1: three total SROs.
0: So there's going to be full time at the high school, full time at the middle school, and full time at the intermediate. Correct.
1: And so we, I didn't feel good about having you know first or fifth graders over there without a cop there all the time. Sure. And so. We went ahead and made that decision. I had talked to Chief Connor about this a while back ago, and we've, we've already got that pretty much figured out.
0: Well, and then I know that, of course, you're, three out of our four campuses have SROs. Then you're going to have a certain segment of the population that says, What about the elementary? The pre KK. Uh, having the whole admin staff there, uh, I think, is a huge benefit. Uh, uh it will be well guarded i, I, <laughs> I will put it that I, way i wouldn't i wouldn't going to use <laughs> specifics but um it will be well they're, guarded they're yes i know for sure there are two people who are uh guardian equipped defenders, there yes. Uh, they they are defenders uh and so it is not that the elementary is not no. uh under the watchful eye no. of it, someone it will be
2: it will be uh like an armory Yes. And and that's good.
0: It, you know, um, yeah. well, that's where my my wife and my yeah. daughter will be. Yeah. Um and so
2: And for those out there that are stumped by y'all's acronyms that you throw around, SRO is an on-site police officer, is, school, it's resource a school resource officer, resource
0: officer yeah. which uh they're employed by the city and by the uh the ISD as as a shared officer. Yep. Um and so All right, well, if you don't have anything else to add, I think we're good. Um you know, I was in Mr. Williams' office the other day, and there is one remnant of your stay still left there. Uh, it's not the toilet. not the toilet? It's, no, the toilet has since been moved. This has been moved. Max Holler still is on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Oh,
1: Max. I guess
0: Jacob just refused to, to take it down.
1: Max is, uh, I hate to say this, Max is one of my all-time favorite kids. He is just a good, solid kid. And That's not because he's related to you. Not because he's related okay. to you. No, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay. uh, he is. So, last year, I walk into my office, sit down at my desk, and I look up, and there's this poster of Max Holler on my wall. And I'm, where does this come from? So, I walk out into the cafeteria, and Max is grinning ear to ear. Guilty. So, I yell at him. Max, come here. And you know, the whole cafeteria just goes silence. Yell at Max, come here. So, he walks up to me. I said, how, how did that... Poster get up on my office wall. He he goes. Did you take it down? I went. No. He goes. Well, that means you like it. And so I said, Max. I said, my kids come into my office every day. You're going to scare them. Get that thing down. I think it was up in my office for about two months. Yeah. And so uh, I wa- I did see that the other day. I yeah. walked into it's, it's to back up I walked into Jacob's office, and there was Max Holler's poster up hanging up in his uh, his office.
0: I'm I'm interested to now see how long it stays up um matt but he is such a good kid he is he's, he's a great kid he's a great representation of what we have in pilot Point, he, he really is, is fantastic kids yeah uh, he
1: you know i was really impressed with him during the summer he would come out and work with the kids in baseball i mean he was up in mckinney at eight o'clock in the morning there in the dugout just really to be there i mean he helped yeah. some but you know just being around he's just yeah He is one of my favorites. I hate to admit that openly and publicly, but he is.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, to address criticism about our 10 with Todd segments, 10 is a very uh, uh, free-flowing number. Maybe it's minutes. Maybe it's questions. Maybe it's snide comments. We don't know what it is, but you're going to get 10 of something with Todd. Uh, And 10 with Todd is graciously brought to you commercial-free by our sponsors, Southern Junkies, Pelzel Printing, Pilot Point Post Signal, Chandler Cabinets, Dana Walkridge, Mania Insurance, and last but not least, Ashley Marsh Photography, and is presented to you by Irick Real Estate with Chance Kirby. Uh, we thank those sponsors and uh, show your appreciation. Please make sure you go shop these local businesses so they can keep supporting us. Uh, and as always, Go, go Bearcats. Cats. Oh, 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 oh.